know, never really considered not playing from my standpoint. We're taking risk every day. Every day we're taking risk. So uh, that's what the players all around the league are doing. Um, you know, you travel all the time. You know, it started with this road trip. You're traveling, you're in planes, you're in buses, you're in different hotels. Uh, it's the risk that that we take. Um, and I think we just have to, you know, I'm going to go all the way back to Michael Hill told us early on, you know, we're going to have to be, we're going to have to be you know, adjustable. We're going to have to be flexible. We're going to have to be patient. Uh, we're going to deal with a lot. We tried to set ourselves up to deal with a lot in different scenarios. Um, so we're getting tested early. Hopefully we're not getting tested later. We're hopefully we can pass this test. That was Marlins manager Don Mattingly talking about the decision for whether or not the Marlins should have played yesterday. Welcome to a Monday afternoon episode of MLB Morning Coffee. You're probably wondering, well, why do we have two episodes coming out in the same day? Well, sometimes when news is to a point where you have to talk about it, you've got to pull out the emergency episode. We're going to keep this pretty short. But I wanted to go through the timeline of this morning. So yesterday, it comes out that four members of the Miami Marlins test positive for COVID-19, including starter Jose Ureña. The Marlins decided last night that they were going to stay in Philadelphia and fly back to Miami this morning to play their home opener against the Baltimore Orioles. Now, things have drastically changed because tests that they took are coming back, and 14 different members of the roster and the coaching staff have tested positive for COVID-19. So the Marlins canceled their home opener against the Baltimore Orioles in Miami. Now, it was supposed to be a two-game series in Miami and then a two-game series following starting on Wednesday in Baltimore. Also because of this, the Phillies canceled their game today against the New York Yankees because the visitors' clubhouse may be one of the sources of this outbreak. So the Yankees basically are like, well, we're not going to put ourselves in this situation. And so you now have four teams who, for the moment, their season is on pause. There's no worry at this point with the Baltimore Orioles because they have not had a positive COVID test since play began and they have not actually made their way to Marlins Park. I do not know whether or not the Marlins are in Miami or whether or not they're still in Boston. So the location of the Baltimore Orioles is not known at this point. But basically, you've got a 100-plus page manual that Major League Baseball put out about testing and prevention, but almost nothing about it has anything to do with what happens when you do have an outbreak. In theory, the entire Miami Marlins team would need to quarantine in Philadelphia for 14 days, and that includes coaches, which means if you were to continue the season, the Miami Marlins would have to have 30 different players and all different coaches, assumingly their minor league coaches and a bunch of their minor league players, which, don't get me wrong, I love minor league baseball. I worked in minor league baseball for five years. But you cannot say that there is a competitive disadvantage or rather the competitive integrity of the game 
isn't damaged if you have a roster of high A players going out and playing major leaguers and AAA guys, which a lot of guys that are going to end up coming onto these rosters are AAA caliber players. But if you have to replace all 30 players, which that's what you would think in theory, but that does not seem to be the case, at least per some reports that I have seen on Twitter. This is from Scott Miller of Bleacher Report, and this is a thread that he had from earlier. I am told that on owner's call today, there was no talk of canceling the season. Marlins news is sobering for the game, but plan remains to try and manage pandemic. Commission office will redouble health directives. For example, players must wear masks in clubhouses and reinforce on-field behavior prohibitions against high-fiving and spitting. Okay, if you have to wear masks in clubhouses, then you should be able or rather, you need to be able to wear masks in dugouts. I saw countless examples of violations of protocols. Wear the mask in the damn dugout. It's not that hard to do. When you go out on the field, you take it off. If you want to get a drink of water or something, huddle yourself in a corner, slip the water bottle under your mask. It is really not that hard to do. And maybe the thing that bothers me the most about what happened with this Marlin situation is that they knew They had four players that tested positive and that the decision to play yesterday was the player's decision. It was not the decision of Major League Baseball. The players effectively had deference. They had a players only meeting and said, we want to play. If I saw four positive tests from one team on one day, if I'm Rob Manfred and the entity that is Major League Baseball, I need to say this stops now. You should not have played yesterday's game. By playing yesterday's game, it has all of a sudden gotten worse. Why did Rob Manfred not step in and say the Phillies and the Marlins are not playing today? And now you have people from all sides of the baseball media landscape that are writing articles about, well, how did Rob Manfred not see this coming? How did Rob Manfred step in it? And I want to point you to an article that really gives a good perspective on the rest of sports from Michael Rosenberg of SI. His title is, MLB's Disaster Offers a Warning to Other Returning Sports. Starts off like this. Major League Baseball's cardboard cutout commissioner Rob Manfred has alienated his players, their union, and longtime fans. So he was always unlikely to make peace with a virus. Manfred might be smart. He might work hard. He can surely speak intelligently about many baseball-related topics for hours. Well, so can a lot of dentists. This doesn't mean they can run the sport. Manfred's job requires long-term vision, thick skin, emotional intelligence, and in 2020, the ability to create a plan in concert with the union to an unprecedented threat to the season. Manfred failed. This was clear weeks ago. What you see now, players testing positive, games being postponed, the rest of the season in peril, is just the coronavirus handing Manfred the bill. The sport has no bubble. It has a plan, but not a very good one. It is filled with small details, but lacks a large, coherent strategy. The season is coming apart after four days. If you are surprised, raise your hand. Hi, Rob. It is increasingly likely that there will be no World Series, though Manfred might just put a guy on second base and claim it's the World Series. And look, there might be no NBA Finals or Stanley Cup Finals either. But so far, the NBA and the NHL bubbles are working. 
the NHL just announced that it performed 4,256 tests on more than 800 players and had zero positives. The NBA had zero positive tests after one week in the bubble. If the hockey and hoops bubbles burst, which is entirely possible, then at least there were bubbles. We can reasonably say that the commissioners gave themselves the best possible chance to finish the season. Nobody can say that about baseball. And now it goes into what the NFL is going to do and what college football is going to do. Let me start off by saying this. Infrastructure-wise, your best option for a bubble was possibly in the Bay Area because you had an abundance of college baseball fields, two pro stadiums, and the ability to have people in an environment that was not very highly affected by COVID-19. It was not going to be a Disney World bubble or a Canada bubble, but it was a secure environment. Where did Major League Baseball think they had the best infrastructure to do a bubble? It was Arizona, Florida, and Texas. Three of the worst states in the union in regards to COVID right now. Why they didn't do that in the first place is, well, because they realized, oh, COVID-19 is raging down there. But guess what? There are still two Major League Baseball teams that are playing their home games in Florida. There are still two Major League Baseball teams that are playing their home games in Texas. And there is one Major League Baseball team that calls Arizona home. And yet, how is it surprising, at least in my opinion, and I don't know if they caught it in Philadelphia or in Miami, but a team from the state of Florida is the one that has the first outbreak. Who could have seen that coming? Let me tell you, most people with a brain. But let me say this. If you're the Phillies, you have to worry about incubation periods now because you may have been exposed to the virus. There could have been players that played in yesterday's game that already had the virus that just tested positive today. What are the Phillies going to do? How can the Phillies end up playing baseball at this point, having absolutely no idea what their exposure level is. How can you justify the Marlins playing as their current entity in a span of less than two weeks? The CDC guidelines say quarantine for 14 days. The Miami Marlins, as they are presently constructed, are stuck in Philadelphia right now. If they leave Philadelphia in the next two weeks, then Major League Baseball needs to shut down immediately and Rob Manfred needs to be fired. That is the simple and honest truth. You cannot ignore health and safety guidelines based on how many people have the virus and what you're going to do to mitigate the spread of it. If the Miami Marlins play a game this week, whether it is in Miami or potentially in Baltimore, as they are considering having double headers in Baltimore Wednesday and Thursday, which is originally supposed to be when the Orioles were going to host the Marlins for two single games, then you have entirely corrupted this system. And the way that I look at this right now, if Major League Baseball doesn't do something to seriously hold themselves to the protocols that they set up, and if they don't enforce violations of the rules, like I saw guys spitting, I saw guys giving high fives, I saw guys not wearing masks in the dugout. Weren't they not even supposed to be in the dugouts? Weren't they supposed to be sitting in the stands, the empty stands? 
Wasn't that supposed to be the case? I've seen that with the bullpens. I haven't seen that with anybody that's in the dugouts. What are we doing here? This is absolutely insane. The fact that we're even talking about this. Sports are the reward of a functioning society, and right now, we are not a functioning society as a whole. And you can say whatever you want about the grand scheme of the United States of America, but let me tell you this. Major League Baseball, as its own society, is not a functioning society. There are a lot of players that are following the health and safety protocols, at least from what I can see on the field, and there are a lot of players that are not. So if you continue the season, you have to have strict enforcement. I don't want to see Major League Baseball shut down. But this haphazard mistake of letting the Marlins and the Phillies play yesterday could provide a league-wide outbreak that will end the season. The smart thing to do is to shut down the entity known as the Marlins for two weeks. And there's something really intriguing that Buster Olney put out on Twitter, and this was a part of the initial negotiations. And I want to bring this up to you because this is what, in my opinion, justifies shutting down the Major League Baseball season. Olney tweets, If MLB continues to try to move forward with games, and that is the expectation with a lot of teams, they shouldn't worry about the, quote, integrity, unquote, of a 60-game schedule. If some teams play 55 games, others 59 or 60, just go by winning percentage. This happened after the 1981 strike. The integrity of the game, I don't necessarily think is uprooted if you have some teams play 55, some teams play 59, some teams play 60. I understand his argument there. Where it goes off the rails for me is when you talk about the standard quarantine procedures. The whole team could have been exposed. So if you have to put 30 new players out on the field in order to continue the season, how is that fair? In the way that Major League Baseball has set up their playoffs, how is this fair? How is it fair that teams from the NL East and the AL East are going to get to play games against a double-A ball club? That's not fair. That is what ruins the competitive integrity of the game. Because for the other divisions, based on how you set this up, nobody else in the American League West or the American League Central or the NL Central, the NL West, is playing the Miami Marlins or the Philadelphia Phillies. It's all teams in the East. And if you're still classifying playoffs by divisions, meaning your normal divisions, then this is the competitive integrity that you're dealing with. This is a big problem. I am going to wrap it up right there. This is still a developing story. We're going to have our normal update podcast tomorrow. But what I want to make clear To everybody that is listening, and I thank everybody that has listened over the course of this first week of the season. Our numbers are up from where they were two months ago, so please write a review, leave a rating, and subscribe, good or bad. Hopefully good, but if bad, you know what? I don't mind hearing from you as well. But again, to make clear, I am still going to do the daily scoreboard. That is a big part of what I wanted this show to be when I started it. But at this point, given this news, it is impossible to ignore COVID in baseball right now. That has to be a part of every show that we do going forward because 
we've now seen that it's going to be an issue. We somewhat acted, and I'm guilty of it as well. On the first week of Major League Baseball season, we acted like everything was hunky-dory. Skies are blue, and the birds are chirping, and everything's perfect. And we got artificial fans and cardboard cutouts, and yay! We shouldn't have done that. Remember that episode I put out? Be skeptical about Major League Baseball's return. Go back and listen to that and listen to what I had to say there. Because if you don't understand the problems of playing sports during a global health crisis and not taking it as seriously as you need to be, then we are all lost. We're all lost. I'm not saying to shut it down right now. I don't want to be that guy that is old man yelling at cloud, and I've been accused of being old man yelling at cloud way too many times over the past couple of weeks. But I do want to say this. Make sure that you understand what is at risk. And what is at risk is life or death. We always say sports are not life or death. Well, trying to play sports during a pandemic, it is life or death. I will be very curious to see where we are at by the end of this week. And I thank you for listening to an emergency episode of MLB Morning Coffee, a production of the Ocean Avenue Studios here in San Francisco, California. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning with everything that's going on in MLB. Have a great day, and we'll catch you in the AM.